Hey everyone, welcome to week one of our Next Step series, Beyond Sunday. Steven Gold, welcome. Good job this weekend. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, this uh, this series launched a new series um, mm-hmm. called Next Step, and uh, we're going through five next steps that um, we're going to ask people to take if they haven't already taken them. Mm-hmm. These are next steps that Jesus asked people to take, that he invited people into these next steps. And so we're going to follow his lead, and uh, and I'm excited about this. So this weekend's first topic was salvation. Yeah, good place to start. The uh, very simple concept of salvation. Yeah. Actually, I thought it was a simple concept growing up. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of us did. I think that's we, I think that's one of the issues with. Uh, and that's going to be too gross of a generalization. I think one of the issue one of the issues within Christianity is we try to simplify everything, which this is a simple thought, but it's so complex within that. Like, mm-hmm. salvation is huge, mm-hmm. and the ramifications of salvation and what Jesus did and the life Jesus calls us to live, it's you can't put it in this like nice little box and go, it's, it's this. If you do this, this, and this, you're good. Because then you're going back to that, here's what you have to do to earn your way to heaven. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. When did, you, uh, when did you pray the prayer? Five years old on, Five my, years on old. my parents' back porch. Okay, I was eight years old. I prayed it like, I still remember, like I prayed it like, like this. Yeah. Because I thought that's how you're supposed to pray. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I remember being afraid a couple years later that I didn't pray it right the first time around. Like, I said the words wrong. Oh, I did that, like, every day. And so I would, like, <laughs> re-pray the prayer uh-huh. of salvation to make sure I got it right. Oh, I, pr- I re-prayed the prayer of salvation, mm-hmm. like, Which, every day. <laughs> it's just so every funny. Day. Well, and that's... Now what, that I've studied salvation more, like, oh my gosh, why did I... Even the, like... Why was I taught that way, that that's what salvation was, is this pray, prayer I pray? Well, and that's Even though a, prayer is a part of... Well, it's, the but process it's, of but salvation. it's so much more than that. Right? Way like, more than that. Like even the fact that that the sinner's prayer, you can't find that in scripture. Right. Like if if you like Paul wasn't walking around going like pray the sinner's prayer. All right, you pray yeah. the sinner's prayer. It was it was just a radical radical life altering shift for people. And then I even think about like the now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Yeah. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah. First of all, we shouldn't have children praying about like, <laughs> no. dying in their sleep. Second of all, like that, even that mm-hmm. teaches a different um, that that narrow view of salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm praying tonight just in case that if I pass, that mm-hmm. I'll go to heaven. So I think there's a lot of people who, if they listen to your sermon, I mean, there's a lot of people saying, amen, thank mm-hmm. you for unpacking that in a way that's really helpful, that's clarifying to expand my thinking around salvation. But I'm sure there's a lot of people struggling with it as well mm-hmm. and kind of walked out of these, these weekend services feeling like, wait, have I been thinking about salvation wrong for mm-hmm. a long time? Um, because I was under the understanding that if I pray this prayer, and feel sorry for my sins and believe Jesus died on the cross, like I go to heaven, I'm good. Um, Which is true, but it's not completely true, right? There's so much more to our salvation experience. Yeah, and I think think for me, like I realized, I read a book called Adventures in Missing the Point by Tony Campolo and Brian McLaren, and they caught a lot of flack for it, but it was like in 1999, and their first chapter is on salvation. Mm They talk about a lot of other things too, but that chapter reshaped the way or began the process of reshaping the way I think about salvation, that it wasn't just this thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I hope people walked away like, wait, have I been thinking about salvation wrong? Cause mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. you have been. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And maybe not wrong. Maybe that's the wrong thing, but you haven't been thinking of salvation with the width and depth Mm -hmm. of what salvation means and what Mm -hmm. salvation is. Because my guess is that individual, because this is the way we've taught it and, and packaged it for folks in the church, they've just looked at heaven as a destination. Mm-hmm. And that's why so much of what I was trying to communicate this week was it's not about getting there, it's about their getting here. Mm-hmm. And when you think of the, the far-reaching implications of that, mm-hmm. of everything that eternity and harmony with God would present in our lives, whew, that's big. Right, right. Yeah, and there's also one of the things that we've seen that's a danger in thinking about salvation as a prayer, a prayer I pray and then I'm good until I get to heaven, um, is it, it turns Christianity into this club where you're either in or you're out, mm. right? You've checked that box or you haven't checked that box. Mm-hmm. And we, that lens begins to corrupt the way we view other people because mm-hmm. now we're viewing them through that, that faulty lens which mm-hmm. Jesus never used, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't interacting with people and there's the in people and the out people actually flipped it all upside down right but we've kind of gone back to um evaluating is someone a christian Mm -hmm. like we'll watch a sporting event and we'll be like oh that person's a christian cool and then the implication (laughs) with that is that no one else on the team is a christian and so there's in people there's out people and there's all these negative ramifications that come with boxing people in based on a misunderstanding of how salvation works well, I think even with that, even when you've made up your mind about someone who's in, when they like cuss on the basketball court or yeah. they do something, you're like, oh, maybe they're not a Christian. Right. Like Steph Curry dropped an F-bomb right. at one time. And oh. his mom got all mad. His mom got mad and tweeted at him. But then I, I saw great. a bunch of Christians like, how dare he? Right. When it, right. Yes, of course, he shouldn't be saying that. But but they're questioning his salvation. Because of that. something because he it, did. Because of their categories and their boxes of what salvation means are... They're just all, it's, it's all based out of more of a legalistic viewpoint on faith. Well, again, salvation. it turns it into what you do. Right. It's the pharisaical view of salvation. Right. The reason you're not saved is because of your sin. Yes. Actually, for them, it was like the reason we're all not saved is because of all of your sin. Right. So we're going to di- uh, distance ourselves from you guys, and we're going to create our little in-club, and you guys are going to be out there, and we're going to get saved and rescued, and we're going to be in with God, and you're not. Yeah. And then Jesus shows up, and he's like, actually, I'm going to hang out with everyone yeah. because I'm for everyone. And there's nothing you could do or not do that would void the opportunity to walk and step into salvation with me. Right, yeah. No, you can reject Christ. For sure. Right? But but that's why it's an opportunity. Like, here, Everyone has the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um which is which is so awesome. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about our need for salvation, mm-hmm. like the need we have for a savior. Because I think oftentimes we're just assuming that we're mm-hmm. assuming people get that. Okay, you need a savior, but not not everyone's at that place where they're feeling like they need a savior. Yeah. And I oftentimes think that we as Christians mm-hmm. we minimize. Well, I think everyone minimizes their how they view their sin in their own life Mm -hmm. and so we don't really we ignore it we justify it we have a way of deflecting it where it doesn't really feel like we're sinning that much Mm -hmm. um and i think not non-christians do this and christians do it just as much just in different ways um and what that does is it puts a reliance on our ability to be good 
as our feelings of, okay, yeah, that's evidence of my salvation. Um, and, and everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. But when we begin to understand the depth of sin, I think it, it kind of puts things in a new light in terms mm-hmm. of we're less judgy um, and more dependent on Christ from moment to moment yeah. to live out, to have him living in us. Yeah, so there's a couple things you, that you say that, there's a couple things that come to my mind when you say that. First of all, one of the things I really wanted to do but didn't have the time to do this week was unpack, like, essentially the history of sin, like shalom being broken in the garden and what happened as a result. Timothy Keller writes about the consequences of sin and the reason for God, and he talks about universal consequences of sin, like just the fact that the world is broken and there's brokenness, like things that are beyond our control, disaster, even the fact that we get older um, is a product of sin. And then there's social consequences of sin, like all the horrible things we see, racism, sexism, etc., mm-hmm. that is on a social level, but then there's the personal consequences of sin, mm-hmm. pride, lust, anger, etc. And and so I wanted to kind of walk through that, and it's, this is why we need a Savior, mm-hmm. uh, because, because of the broken nature of the world and of us, mm-hmm. of, the, of the universe, of society and ourselves mm-hmm. it all needs redeemed yeah and which is god bringing to action through through jesus but on top of that i think the thing that we then do is we we only look through the lens of my my personal the personal consequences of my sin mm-hmm. like even when bad things happen to good people mm-hmm. we are rarely okay with the fact that it's just because the world is broken right we have to blame, like maybe it's because I did this five years ago, right? And that's why it's coming back to me. And that's not, not no, that's not biblical. That's not, it's not it, that's not it. And I think the reason why we do that is because we only look through the lens of the per like me mm-hmm. as an individual, which is also why I think Jesus talked a lot about pride and how dangerous pride is, and because mm-hmm. it's you're just looking at yourself. But when we do that, that's when we get to that like. I talked about the airline frequent flyer program Mm -hmm. that I got from uh, Eternity is Now in Session, which, by the way, by Eternity is Now in Session by John Orberg. Phenomenal book on this whole topic and end times and stuff like that. But but he he talks about, like, that's, like, I just want to get in. If I can do enough to get in or not stop doing something so that I can get in so that I'm okay, Mm -hmm. then great. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do that. But then if we look at... Actually, I'm living in eternity, living in he- like li- with heaven living in me in the here and now. Mm-hmm. It completely shifts our perspective. Yeah, yeah, it so. does. I was studying um, the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter five, six, and seven, and I got to the part where Jesus says, "Don't worry." Mm-hmm. Like, Super simple. Literally, literally saying, "Don't ever worry," mm-hmm. which is so impossible. Like, yeah. to it, I'm not a big worrier, but I still, but. Like if, if there's a spectrum, I'm on the end of I don't worry that much, but I'm still always worrying. Like it's just a constant present thing that I think almost every human, every human does struggle with. And it's, it was a reminder for me, I'm constantly sinning. Hmm. Like as much as I want it, like if I go through the Ten Commandments, I'd be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really doing any of those right now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You almost can like build yourself up to be like, oh, I haven't committed adultery. I haven't murdered anyone, mm-hmm. which is what people have done forever has been like, oh, I'm... I'm pretty good. I don't really need a savior that much. But when you study Christ's words, he say like he he raises the bar so much not to say we have to live a perfect life. Right. But what he's trying to do is he's trying to make us aware 
of like, you're always sinning. So, mm. so why are you trying to make sin avoidance your sal- way, path for salvation? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to fail because you cannot stop sinning. Like it's so hardwired in us, mm-hmm. both personally, socially, and universally. Like it's, it's everywhere. It's all around us. Right. And for me, that was, that was helpful for me to reposition my heart in that standpoint to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm constantly in need mm. of salvation. Mm. Um, and even, it's, it's always an ever-present thing where I, I, I need to keep inviting heaven inside mm-hmm, of me, mm-hmm. Jesus inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even like the thought of, which I think a lot of people hear what you just said and go, oh, I guess you're not worried about sin all that much because you're always sinning. It's like, no, no, no. Sin is terrible. Yeah. And of course I want to sin less right. than I do. But it's not by like follow, like the way to get there is by how do I become more like Jesus? Mm-hmm. And the difficult part about that is Jesus was so radical and lived such an inverted life, even from what we live now, that to do the, to not worry, to mm-hmm. give, give away everything, like just worry about, uh, if anyone gives, anyone asks, you should give it to them. Uh, Stuff he said about adultery, the stuff he said about murder. You can't get angry. You can't lust. You can't ever worry. Give your stuff away. Don't store treasures in heaven on earth. Like like the implications of following Christ. And I wonder, that's where I, my mind, I start falling back into the in or out mentality. I'm like, I'm nothing like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I'm striving to be, Mm -hmm. but holy cow, that life that he lived and encourages us to live is it's like I don't have words for it mm-hmm. because it's so complex and nuanced mm-hmm. and and there's so much tension around different things like well I gotta care for my family so I gotta save up money and blah blah blah, blah and mm-hmm. all this like well we can come up with excuses and all that I'm not saying that stuff's bad but man that's where even like even this idea of salvation mm-hmm. it it reaches through every part of our life. Mm-hmm. It's not just this one-time thing because of that. Yeah. So, okay, here I think here here's a question that causes some people to struggle when they when they think about this. So, so if it's not as simple as you pray this specific prayer and you get salvation, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes it, that is, you know, that is the moment, and other times people are just praying that prayer because they felt like that was the right thing to do, and they wanted to take it to heaven, but they weren't interested in living the life mm-hmm. in Christ, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it wasn't really even a thing. How do you know? Like, how do you know? Yeah, I almost talked about this, but it would have just gone down a different route, because there is, like, how, do, how does the person listening know, well, that, that prayer I prayed 15 years ago, like, was that, am I now questioning my salvation because... Well, I think if it's, you're, it's, salvation is bigger than just the prayer. Yeah, I think if you're questioning your salvation and you're looking at salvation in the wrong way, because then we're back to worrying whether I'm in or out. Yeah, it's like, am I following? Am I striving to know Jesus and follow Jesus and live like Jesus and love like Jesus? And I'm gonna make mistakes for sure. But I think that even goes to like, um, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you'll be saved. Mm-hmm. Like that's people go like, oh, I have assurance because I confessed it. Right. And I believe. Yes. But what does it mean to believe in your heart? Like even the, the, mm-hmm. the argument between once saved, always saved, or can you lose your salvation? Right. Like, well, if you're not following Jesus, then what is, are you, were you? Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Like, well, how do you say that I, I have this saving right. and redeeming grace that's not just, like, there's the, adjective, the word I'm trying to find here is escaping me, but just taking me away to heaven mm-hmm. when I die. That's all it's about. And the hard part is we worry about, like, our friends or our family members mm-hmm. that have walked away from the faith. Mm-hmm. Oh, they used to be Christians. Yeah, when, when gosh, when you, when you study what Jesus, even Paul says about this, it's, it's harder to pin down that person's a Christian and that's not. But that's why I say even like that's Which us. is good. We're not supposed to be able to pin that down. That's us putting it in a box. Yes. And like, I don't want to be the judge of someone else's salvation. No, nor are we supposed to be. And Jesus was really clear. Do not judge. Right. It's not our job to try to figure out, am I seeing the right things that would allow me to label that person mm-hmm. a Christian or not? Mm-hmm. That is none of our job. And when we start to go there, we're sinning at mm-hmm. that point. But then we can self-reflect on ourselves mm-hmm. though, right? And we can be able yeah. to authentically look inward and say, okay, what am I seeing in myself? And I think that the best way to evaluate in ourselves Mm-hmm. whether or not like we are following Christ is evaluating the fruits of the spirit that we see in us. Yep. And are those developing over time or has there been no change in the fruits of the spirit within us? Mm-hmm. If, if, if there's no change in any of those things, it'd be a good conversation for you to have with, with a pastor, with someone that to be like, Hey, I don't, I don't know if I've ever really followed Christ. Mm-hmm. Like I prayed this prayer, but I don't think I've ever done. Yeah. That's the person I had in mind as I wrote this message. I mean, obviously, I think I'd try to bring in people who are just stepping into church for the first time or people who've been coming for a while, like, hey, maybe you need to rethink the way you've thought about salvation for other people. Yeah. But the person who prayed the prayer, I'm good. I go to church once or twice a month to make sure I check that box, too. So I stay good mm-hmm. with God. Like, I'm thinking about that person. I'm thinking about you because not... And it's not my, like, the thing that I'm, that's driving me in that is, like, I hope they come there in heaven with me one day. Right. My thing is, like, I hope they get to experience the full life of Jesus right now. Right. Which that, that part of the conversation is, I think, the part that we as the church miss a lot of times. Because mm-hmm. we immediately, even I do, like, I go to this mm-hmm. place all the time where I'm like, oh, how many people got saved? Mm-hmm. How many people raised their hand? How many people stood up? Like, mm-hmm. I cared so much about that this Easter. Right. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Because it's, it's awesome. Like, it I is do, awesome. I do celebrate it is with awesome. people. But also, if that's it for you, right? You've missed it. Yeah, we've missed it. If that's all we've, if that's all we've led you to as the church, right? Then we've missed it. Right. Yeah. Well, and you you even think about Jesus' process of discipleship, and the first thing he said was, "Hey, come follow me. Mm-hmm. Let's go hang out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't come, spend, come spend time with me." And they didn't know he was the savior. They didn't know right. like that all came as part of the process, mm-hmm. and you can't even pin down when the moment was, perhaps where they understood and received salvation. It, it was like a, this, it was this journey and it's hard to pinpoint, oh, that's yeah. my moment of salvation. It's, it's not that, it's not, you can't put it in that box. It's not that black and white. Right. Yeah. Just going and seeing Jesus. Like when Jesus, when, when I think it was Philip says, come and see. And it's like, is that this, the moment of salvation that they went to go see Jesus? Or was it, hey, I imagine for a lot of those guys, especially with their years with Jesus before he died, where they didn't quite understand wh- who Jesus really was because mm-hmm. they all bounced when Jesus was arrested. And like after that, the fact that they're giving their lives obviously meant that something took right. took root. But for me, I go, I don't even know what 
how because they were Jesus was constantly, constantly going no 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 you no you don't got it right like it's this yeah pay attention ah why, you have such little faith like mm-hmm. so often those are the things coming out of Jesus's mouth, but in the same breath like I also know his grace and his mercy and mm-hmm. compassion, and so I don't even want to guess about those sort of things about right. like. Who, who's in and who's out. So It's just really unhealthy. So, okay, so yeah. what what's our ask of people coming out of this message? Because yeah. what, what people would have thought is the Salvation Weekend, we would have asked people to stand up, Raise pray this hand. prayer, and accept Jesus. Right. And um, which sometimes we do, and that's a part of the process. Mm-hmm. But the, with the direction that we went, mm-hmm. what are we saying? Hey, here's what we want everyone who can hear our voice to be doing when they think about this. this yeah. Weekend. I think, again, it's not easy enough to put into some simple, like, statement. But one of the things that I do fully believe is that right before Jesus went to the cross, he told his disciples uh, why he was doing this, and he said, so that the world may believe. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of that is what it means for us to live out salvation like heaven heaven came into us mm-hmm. like it's a part of us and so so i guess the ask would be to a process your understanding of salvation work through that which is interesting that i mean man, i should have used this in the message like work mm-hmm. through your salvation with fear and trembling like yes. process this like it's not right. simple right but like go all in so process it, go all in, and when you go all in, realize what life to the full means in Jesus. And it doesn't mean a limitation either. Like, that's one of the things I love about the John 10 passage is he's like, they all go out and find pasture. Like, they're going to mm-hmm. go experience freedom, but they know my voice. They follow my voice. They listen to me. Mm-hmm. They don't listen to the stranger's voice. And I think that's the thing is when we're at, what we're asking people to do this weekend is like take, a, t- like, take a review of your life and who you are and what this means and then also the way that you view others mm-hmm. because I think it makes us less judgy when we're when when we don't concern ourselves too much with are you in or out mm-hmm. you know yeah yep awesome well this was good um, thanks for taking the time yeah. we're gonna jump in next week we're really excited because um, we're gonna have a baptism service so we're gonna be teaching on baptism yes. what is baptism why do we do it as Christians and then we're gonna be inviting anyone who hasn't been baptized and believes in Jesus to get baptized um, right after the services. And uh, it's going yeah. to be an awesome weekend next I, weekend. I was, so, I was supposed to teach in Livermore that week, next weekend for baptism, but Madsen wanted to switch with me. So I ended up teaching salvation. I'm so glad that I got a chance to do that. Uh, but there's still a part of me that was grieving that I didn't get to teach baptism because mm-hmm. it's going to be such a cool weekend. Yeah. But I do get to teach in Hayward, so I'm yeah. super pumped on It'll that. It'll be great. Yeah. So, All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.